0: Great talk, good talk. Sometimes, as Martin says, it's never been a so-so talk. This never. Is, this is going to be great. I feel good. It's the holiday week. You sound great.
1: I feel better. You I look think every, good. everybody has been sick. Everybody, you know, a little of this, a little bit of that. There's, I got
0: two kids sick at home right now. There's the
1: oh, great, great. Now you're going to get me sick. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I wouldn't come in here and cough on. Well, actually, I have done. You that. did. I'm you that.
0: Did. I'm that guy. You did it last week, Martin. I am that guy, and I fought through it and i'm not sick at least not right now knock on wood and uh, you've already been sick so i felt comfortable coming in here even though i may be sick and <laughs> i figured that you're already sick that i wouldn't give it to you i did not want to miss out on another segment uh-uh. i got my notes i was walking
1: in without notes and i said dan will be disappointed i so would have been I, I grabbed a random piece of paper started scribbling i You'd got have been stuff and ill prepared i make notes to myself in my phone and then i scribble them Like the mad genius I am, and one of my notes was self-proclaimed. How about Dan being back on Blues Broadcast? Now you've done the last couple years. You popped up on pre and post. Last year I did. Last year may have been the first time, but first time in like 15 years, I think. Uh, Fox Two Sports producer Dave Jobless and I said, "How about Danny Mac doing Blues? How about it feels? It's bigger now. Look at that!" And he was all excited. Yeah, and I said, "It's not that big a deal." (laughs) Thanks a lot, Martin. (laughs) It was it was great. Thanks a lot. (laughs) To prove I was watching. Pretty consistently. The hell's I, wrong heard, with you? I heard you crushing strike in the post game. <laughs> now Did you I, laugh? I did laugh because I knew exactly what you were thinking. Okay, so in a Cardinal postgame, the players are running off the field and they sort of know this is about a 40, 50-second deal. Yeah. It's like two to three, the cats tell me about the pitch you saw, you know. Yeah. And then they're like, Good win tonight. You know, and they're like and they're literally running off the field. Yeah. And so if a reporter ever goes a little longer you can you can kind of feel the player <laughs> they're not looking at their watch but so you the, picked up on it last okay time. so that in baseball yeah i have really picked up on it because they're they're literally running off the field and you slow them down just enough you're like a defensive back just a little positioning they give you a couple of answers they head into the dugout i think the blues setup is a little different they're seated it's almost like a little yeah. clubhouse setup so strick our guy andy Strickland, that's my guy it's your guy Love Strick. gets And he loves let's, the hockey. Let's
0: set, let's set that tone here. For I sure. love
1: Strick. But the interview with Justin Falk was a little longer than your normal. You think? <laughs> so Dan immediately said I said to the producer, I said, I go, what the hell's going on here? I go. You, Strick I go, gets a little excited when he's next I to the said, boys.
0: This, I go, this is going on forever.
1: And Dan said, boy, I think if we talked any longer, we would have found out what they were having for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> the
0: fixings. And I was like, oh. At the oh. whole dinner
1: table. I'm like, oh, my God, he just nuked Strick <laughs> on the air. And Bernie even chimed oh, in. Oh, I'm sure. But top rope. You know. <laughs> However, now in defense of Strick, and I like crushing now, everybody.
0: Now Strick would have laughed. Strick would have loved it. Did so you? Did he say anything to you or no? I got to follow up this morning. To okay. Be full disclosure, oh, oh boy, i got to find go. out. I, I I have not. Well, you followed, haven't followed. I up. haven't followed
1: up. <laughs> well, he's with his therapist now, and he's probably he's struggling a little bit. It was funny, very funny. Did you laugh out loud? I did laugh, and I think, though, in Strick's defense, I think that format, the Agreed. way the Blues do it seated, kind of comfortable. Yeah. It's almost designed to be a little longer than you're like, leaving. Agreed. Like when Panger gets the guy on the ice, that's a quick hit. Correct. But you still had a
0: moment to crush, and you should never miss an opportunity. Absolutely. To crush. Thank you. I, I, also, f- I feel better that you did it. Well, I also said in the, uh, the strict intermission with pareco don't adjust your TV sets. <laughs> Andy is not shrunk. Right. It's just... He's they, a big honey, they, dude. they shrunk strict. T'Pareco's just a big dude. Uh, I, I just try to have a little fun with for it. For sure. A little I,
1: levity. I enjoyed it. You and know, I, I think when you can
0: get a shot in, you should. Well, it's the same thing over and over and over. And I had that role. And when I used to do that role, I would always try to have fun. And and when I was down there, I was at every practice, every game. And um, I was kind of like the producer of the intermissions. I was and the and the pregame show. I was the producer. I produced the show. I so you would do the, the rundown. You would say all yeah. right, first we're gonna show a video of the last time they played the Blackhawks, and then we're gonna go to that clip from Baruby or whatever. Martin, I remember times I literally was running to the truck with beta tapes. Yep and i would say to tim pabst our producer uh that would be in the truck i'm like okay here's segment one segment two segment three here's the interview here's the joel quenville you know coaches show here's my interview with marty reasoner uh i got a live thing with <laughs> this guy you know and he's Scott like
1: peller and stiffed us <laughs> yeah
0: you know i got the uh uh Bartechko is going to be live. You know, we'll try to figure out the the back end of this thing. He's like, okay, we'll just do it on the fly. I don't know if it's timed out right, but when we get to the back end, we hope to have it live. You know, I mean, that's that's how we did it. I miss the old beta tapes, and you can almost see guys rewinding on the air if yes. you needed to.
1: Yes, I miss being able to hold on to the footage. This happened years ago, the early days of chip cards. So the, the the cameras all have just little little minuscule computer chips. But that's the way it's going to work now. We don't need tapes anymore. We're in Arizona. The Rams lose. Shocking. Yeah. And I had an interview lined up with Kurt Warner. Win or lose. Well, they won the game, so it was perfect. I'm going to be out there live on a Sunday night. He comes by with Brenda. He's all dressed. He's ready to leave, but he said he would do it. So we back to the folks in St. Louis. This is probably, I don't know, 07, 08. Was it
0: like a Kurt Warner show? Or no? he just agreed to do the this interview? Was
1: For our Sunday sports final, he was going to be our guest. Yeah. Whatever the Rams did, we were more interested in him. It was probably the Linehan era, if I'm guessing. So we do the interview. He leaves. Now we go to an edit truck. Remember, you always had to rent a satellite truck. God, it was so expensive. But it was probably the Fox affiliate. They sent it for us. We go in there, sit down to edit, and the photographer says, it's not there. It's not there. And I said, what's not there? All the game footage and them giving up 48 sacks? No, no, that's all there. So The interview, there was a defect. Yeah, in the chip
0: or whatever. So was this your
1: cameraman? Yes. Okay, it so a, it wasn't
0: like the Fox 2 I hate ability, when that happens yeah. too,
1: yeah. Uh, but it was our guy. He did nothing wrong. It was just sort of the early yeah. days of these just happens. These little cards that would That's record, right. and if the card had some sort of defect, the entire interview. Happened all the time. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So we just ran a lot more Rams post than we had planned, and I came on camera and I said, well, we had this great idea. He said this, he said this, and I said it was one of the better interviews we've done with Kurt, and it doesn't exist.
0: Well, that's why I say now, you know, I have, uh, I think professors really do get pissed at me when I go and speak at colleges and universities. And you swear. They don't like that either. But I say to them, uh, the first thing I say is, who would like to do what I do? You know, a couple kids raise their hands. Who would like to be? Who wants to be a big shot like me? No. No. I say, you know, who wants to be on the air? Okay, oh, great, all right. Who wants to be a camera person? Yeah, Okay, great. Who wants to be a director? Pretty Okay, great. Well, those books that you guys are learning from really has nothing to do with any of these things that you're, you're going to try to do. And, oh, by the way, uh, anybody own a phone? Yep, everybody own, you know. Okay, you all are a reporter right now. When you walk out of this classroom, you're a reporter. And my point is, is that now with a camera... The quality that you can get on your phone is so good. It's it's amazing that we were running down. I'm running down the halls of Enterprise Center with a beta tape. You're in Arizona with a computer chip that has a default. And the show that I shoot on Channel 2 many times is done with the interviews off a of phone with a, a great microphone. Um, the, the quality that I get I'm, now, I'll take it in and I'll edit and kind of co- color coordinate just a tiny bit just to make it a little bit better. But it's it's clear as as you possibly can get on an eighty thousand dollar camera that you would invest in. It's amazing. It's it has to have killed
1: some of the sales in the business. Oh my gosh. Because stations like Fox 2 were probably spending fifty, sixty grand on every camera. For sure. And now I know they still have cameras, they're smaller, probably less expensive. But a lot of times you're right. You could go down with your phone as long as your audio is good. That's the only thing people. That's the don't, only thing. A lot of people just hold a phone up and then they say, here's the whole have video. The connection. You got to connect right with a microphone. Yep. How many people have you seen? All right, we have our AV guy. He'll record your entire presentation, Dan. And there's no microphone. Right. They're in the back of the room with a tripod and a That's camera. Right. Like, where's the audio?
0: Right. Where's the audio? Well, I I find it fascinating when I go down and watch like Ollie's press conference in the dugout, and I'm just trying to listen in. Maybe I will miss something, and I forget to ask him privately in the dugout or in his office or something, and maybe he'll say something differently to the assembled media, and I see the electronic media and how they take in his information. Everybody's got a phone. I mean, rarely do you see a camera from your station or whomever is there or the radio stations. It's very clear. They're just recording on a phone. That's how you get it now. Everybody is a reporter, and I mean people that are outside the media. If you are watching something and something happens on the street, how many times are you watching uh the news and all of a sudden something is awful that happens, car wreck, uh theft, whatever and it's captured on somebody's phone. Right. You are a reporter and that's how it's captured. That's the that's the world now that we live in. I think of TMZ being an outlet for Let's just say it's entertainment. Coverage. Yeah.
1: All their footage is from somebody That's somewhere. Right. And and they buy it, somebody gets it to them, but everybody's got a camera. Everybody's at LAX walking around saying, Hey, is that Jamie Foxx?
0: Perfect example. Last night I'm coming home from the blues game and it, it looks like just average Joe is at a hotel. Aaron Judge is walking into the hotel in San Francisco. They put a camera on him. Hey Aaron, what are you doing in San Francisco? I'm here to see family and friends. Great to see you. Okay. Have a great night. Well, he's probably there to visit the Giants. Are you carrying a Giants folder? (laughs) Yes. Did they
1: send you a packet? He's a little hard to blend in, too. Yes. You know? He he is a monster of a guy. I
0: love the shots when he and Altuve are on the base together. That's a little like Strickland and (laughs) Pareko. I have a friend of mine that sent me a picture, and he's got partial season tickets behind uh, the dugout at Bush Stadium, and he said, hey, you got to get – Goldie to, to uh, and Aaron Judge to sign this for your your auction, and it's a great. He always he 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 brings in. He loves taking. He's like a amateur photographer, and he brings in a camera. And he's got a you know like a thousand dollar camera that gets these wonderful shots. So he's there with the idea of snapping good great photos. photos. Okay, and Goldie, as you know, is a huge guy. Aaron Judge is standing at first base hovering over Goldie. And the thing that caught my attention, he sent it to me a couple days ago, is how big Aaron Judge was standing next to Goldschmidt, who's one of the biggest players in the league. That's the one thing when when the Yankees came to town. I knew Aaron Judge was big. I didn't realize how big he is. And the fact that he plays center field and the fact that he steals bases. Like, he's an awesome player. He's he's great, man. And
1: and it's funny because everybody said – Oh, he's going to go to the Giants. Like, it was kind of out there. And then the first place he pops up is San Francisco. And they've got money to spend. Which brings me to a different topic, but slightly related. A lot of times stuff on the internet, it's accurate, but it's not official yet. Like, So did you see this reporter? And I looked it up. He's a young sports guy, and I don't know if he's in Biloxi or what. name a market in Mississippi. I don't know the the towns, Tupelo. Is it Biloxi or Biloxi? That's a good question. Whatever. Edit, Edit that out, Dan, if you would. That's Willie's fault. He told me Biloxi. <laughs> but this young reporter last night tweeted out, Lane Kiffin's going to, to Auburn. Auburn. I saw and that. And says it won't be official till Friday. And no. then Lane responds. And Lane Kiffin says, this is news to me, nice sources, and like mocks him. Yep. So this kid, who's got like 5,000 Twitter followers, appears to be a younger guy in the business, is out on an island. He hasn't retracted it. And a lot of times, and I what I said on TV last night is I'm fascinated by this because first time you hear a denial, what's your immediate blink? Oh, it's happening. Mm-hmm. As soon as they deny mm-hmm. it, you know it's happening. It doesn't matter how many times it's denied. It's probably got out a little too early. This guy, no, the kid didn't make it up. Now, it could fall through. They could be in negotiation. I mean, he may have jumped the gun. Like, they may be talking
0: to Lane Kiffin. What happens in three weeks when he goes to Auburn?
1: Yeah, and I, so I said, this is up to Kiffin now. To own own this story. He's in yes. charge of it. If he wants to say this is bullshit, then he has a chance to not go. Yeah, that's right. If he knows when he tweets back at the kid, uh, this is news to me, he knows whether he's lying or not. And if right. there's nothing to it, then he will be vindicated. So then I was looking at his resume. He's he's in his third year at Ole Miss. He spent, so it's about time to go. He spent three years that's at Florida right. Atlantic. Yep. He spent three years at Alabama, one year at Tennessee. So track record would say. How many years
0: at USC? It was two I years? I think it was more. It was or like he maybe fired four. It was, or? I think it was about four. But he was fired there, Fired right? at USC and then resurfaced. And, and of course, how many years at the Raiders? One and he got fired there I think by a, Al Davis? I think a
1: couple. It was a bad hire. He was really young. But the point is, if he's not going, then he can burn this kid forever. But we know how coaches are. Everybody denies it. They still have a game to play. I think it's Thursday even. So maybe What's he, he got, one loss now? They're pretty good, yeah. And that's, that's a whole nother topic. Would you leave Ole Miss for no. Auburn at this point? You're making seven, $8 million. You could probably get a
0: raise. Here's the greater point. I think that the trend, if you're Lane Kiffin, because now he's upper, in my opinion, he's upper echelon, is that the trend is you stay five years, maybe a sixth, and then at that point you jump. So you've maxed it out. For the most part, you've had your recruiting classes come in and out. Now, Transfer Portal has changed that to where you can change it in a hurry. So maybe that changes my theory here in a little bit. But five years, because then you get your fourth year in, so you got your, your, your guys have come through, you know what I mean? Like your freshman class now is to a right. senior class, maybe your redshirt class to a fifth year. And then sixth year is kind of pushing it. And then you go to your next stop. You advance your salary. Like you've you've hit your ceiling on your school. You probably burned bridges with certain boosters. You you've just it's just you've worn out your welcome. Go start fresh. Make your your next stop. And then you go five six years. Do the next thing. Go do it again.
1: But what about striking while the iron's hot? Right now he's got Ole Miss at a high level. Here's the thing: he's making seven and a half at Ole Miss. God. Can Auburn pay twelve or something? Great, maybe just desperate and saying, we'll, yeah. "We we got to get Kiffin. Look what he's doing at freaking Ole Miss. We got to get him. We'll give him eleven mil." And now you're Kiffin. You're like, "That's three and a half million more <laughs> a year." One of these massive deals, like Jimbo Fisher got. So, I think he may take it if he if he knows that there's even a chance he's going. Don't respond. Let the kid just hang out there in the internet's on his own with this prediction. Yeah. Don't like once you chime in now. Not that coaches have much credibility, but he's really put his credibility on the line by shooting this down immediately. I'm fascinated to see how this plays I out. I think,
0: though, you hit it on the head. Is, is he the next in line to get the—and maybe he is. I, I don't know where he's at on his contract status, but is he the next in line to get the $90 million guaranteed or the $100 million guaranteed? So can he leverage that with Ole Miss or just go start fresh with Auburn, get the 90 to 100? Maybe be, be Brian Kelly, be Jimbo Fisher, be yeah, you know one of these guys that gets the next deal. I wouldn't leave Ole Miss for Auburn unless it's something like that where it's you know generational money for your grandkids, grandkids. But I'm staying in the SEC right. unless it's USC, unless it's Oklahoma. The you big know, dogs, yeah. yeah.
1: No, and I I think it is fascinating to see what he does. Um, I think Drinkwitz getting six million next year has raised everybody's bar
0: like if i'm but what's the buyout on that i gotta know what the buyout is so did mizzou actually do the right thing by saying look we'll we'll up you but we'll put the pressure on you by lessening the buyout on us
1: i thought it was pretty high i thought it was like 75 percent of what's left so if you fire him he's got i mean where's he gonna go I mean, well, is, I'm not saying he's you know looking. I mean? to, I'm not saying he's looking to go. I think they overpaid him. I think if you That's to, my point, so why would sure? you do that? I don't understand that deal. I don't understand. It's nothing against him. I would take it if I were him. Why? Who's offering Eli Drinkwitz big money right now? Nobody. He's at four million. That's a lot. I understand college football is out of control, but you can't tell me that the Mizzou football coach should make six million. And Let's say the Cardinals manager, and whether it's Marmol or whoever they'd hired, it's probably a million and a half. I don't know for a fact. Is the, it more valuable to what he's doing? Oh my for, god, yes. how many three million fans versus five or six home games? Craig Ruby's in like the three million range. He's making half of what the Mizzou football coach is to go five and seven,
0: six and six. I like I don't get With the get money it. that is being brought into these franchises. Yeah, I mean you're
1: you're talking forty one home games for the Blues before the playoffs, so that's eighty eight hundred thousand fans. Yes. Cardinals have $3 million fans. That's a lot of revenue for the guy who's in charge of that team for 162 games. You're the CEO, really. For 82 games. Right. And now we're talking about a coach for 12 games, gets twice with the hockey guy, four times with the baseball. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. And, yeah. I, and I don't know what Mizzou was thinking because when you do those extensions, it's typically like, all right, we're going to a bowl game. It's been a great year. It's one of those special years. And they would do it with Pinkle. When they were having one of those big years, they'd sure. redo his deal. It would be in December. They're 9-1 or they're 10-2, and, and it's like, hey, we're going to a bowl game. The, the timing was weird. The money's wrong, in my opinion. I don't get it. I, I
0: wonder if – And God bless him if I, I think, would take it. I think Drinkwitz is represented by Jimmy Sexton. Is that right? Who is it sounds am, right. Is amazing with the coaches. Yep. And so maybe he got to the board of curators. Maybe he's tied in with some of them. Yep. And, oh, I
1: don't blame them. you got to go and try and play them.
0: You know, when above uh, the AD. <coughs> That's what it, you, you, <laughs> you hear know? things like that, that it's more the board that made the call than the AD, which yeah. is also
1: a problem systemically. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, I, here's the one. Let me ask you this. I don't know where you stand on this one. So an AD now to me, and, and maybe I'm so out of the loop and and people are are listening to this and go, man, you're, you're so clueless and probably right. I don't know. But an AD to me now is... Really, just get me the nil money. Find the people that are the best in getting the nil money. Make a schedule, but find me sponsors. Find me how how are we raising money? Give me you're a fundraiser. You're nil, and find me a schedule maker. And that's what the ad really is. Because I've never understood why why an ad has to go out and get a uh, what do they call the the search firms? Oh is, yeah, is, is search it, committees. Yeah. yeah so whatever. we're we're and gonna pay a, a million dollars or two million dollars. For somebody to go out and find me the next coach, I should have I should be able to reach in my my desk drawer and have my five coaches already to go who I want to talk to have their numbers ready their agents ready to say this is who I want to talk to here's my budget this is who I know that okay here's my top get here's who here's who's out of reach but I'm gonna call them anyway here's B who's maybe reasonable here's C who's an up and comer. You know what I mean? I, th- right. Those are my people that I got to go get. i always thought it's the like, easi- what are we doing easiest here? job in the world. Call
1: the search committee, right? And you and I run the search committee. Hey, who are you interested Oh, look at, well, the guy down at, uh, you know, UTEP just made it to the Elite Eight. I, yeah, he, that, okay, let's get him. He's a hot name. Yeah. Hey, did you see what the guy at Alabama is doing? I wonder if you could steal him for a ton of money. Okay, Like, it's so obvious.
0: Like the guy at Florida Gulf Coast, he had the amazing run. Yep. Where are they? Dunk City? Yes. And he winds up at USC. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't have that run, no one knows about him. It's the same deal
1: every year. Like, who's the hot coach? Well, he made a run in the tournament. Or somebody who's at a mid-major who's had sustained success. What about him? Like, you and I could throw eight names together in a heartbeat. I don't understand why the search, the search committee is probably plugged in, or firm, probably plugged in with an agent. And so they're going hey, why don't you hire this guy? He's really good. Are you representing him?
0: So, Martin, it's like this, too. So you're a big school. You're, uh, you know, you're SEC. You're, you're in the Big Ten. You're... Uh you know, one of the big schools out West, you've had a terrible year in basketball. You didn't make the NCAA tournament, and the school says, okay, you got a blank check. Don't go above, uh, you know, $25 million. But go out to the NCAA tournament final four. It's in your briefcase. Yeah, it's locked to your wrist. Go get us a coach. Got it. <laughs> we got it. We'll, we'll figure Wouldn't it that out. That'd be a fun job. <laughs> Who wants to meet me go for to coffee? The lobby. I got a <laughs> We're bucket pocket full of money. <laughs> you
1: know, every year it's like, oh, can you get Dana Altman to leave Creighton? The hell is oh, going oh, on can you get here? Get Dana Altman to leave Oregon. You know,
0: it's it's an, it's a, it's the business is just insane. And to your point, and it's I, I had never thought of it the way that you just brought it up. We have. The St. Louis Cardinals bringing in millions of dollars to this region and Ollie is not making uh, maybe a fifth of what uh, Eli Drinkowitz is right, making. It doesn't make state. any sense to me in I, terms of the importance yeah. of the job, the amount of games and the it, amount of people showing up, the amount of revenue generated. Let's combine that with the Kansas City Royals, you know, the, the yeah. Kansas City Royals manager. And the amount of people that will go to a Royals game. Now, I understand that they're not on the level of the Cardinals, but when they're playing well, they are. They're, they're bringing in but a lot of the revenue people. they yeah.
1: create versus the Mizzou revenue. Of course. And I, and I get it. College sports, it's just kind of become this way. It's just gotten out of control. Just like the NFL broadcasters, all of a sudden the money was like insane. Tony Romo kind of changed everything. You're paying Troy Aikman $90 million. Yes. And I think Fox said – we're just not going to do that anymore. Yeah. To, and God bless, like Joe Buck, I'd take the money in a heartbeat. He for sure. A, he and
0: Aikman cashed in. It's huge. I'm I'd, so happy for Joe. It, I'm, I'm in the business. It's a I'm great. Like, this is great. It's a
1: great get. Yeah, raise the bar for everybody. But I think Fox said, you know what? We're paying these NFL. I just wish it trickled down to the regional levels. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not complaining about high salaries. I'm just trying to understand the thinking in college sports. Like, how do you even justify that? Or, or you do it. Because you think you're going to lose a guy, and I don't think you were going to lose Eli Drinkwitz. I don't get that.
0: I will say this, though. um, I don't watch a ton of the NFL, but I I do think, though, that Joe Joe and Troy have really elevated Monday Night Football. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It feels big.
1: And I was told, and, you know, I don't know what's 100% accurate is that the league said to ESPN. Stepped in. Now, I had a Kilcoin conversation with Andrew Marchand, who writes all about the media for the New York Post. He kind of pushed back on that. He goes, I don't know how true that is. He said, now, he goes, I think ESPN knew they had to up their game, that they had not had a premier broadcast team for the big Monday night stage, and they wanted to keep the league happy without the league telling them they needed to do it. But the point is, ESPN's relationship with the NFL is huge to them. All day, content, all day, discussion. They want to be strong partners, so they said to the NFL,
0: "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna wow you with what we do." I, I don't know if you agree with this. I think a mistake though that they've made, um, because I don't think he's lost his fastball, and I think he's the greatest that's ever done it. Is that Al Michaels on Amazon Prime is a mistake? I think Al Michaels needs to be on over the air TV because like you and I don't see him. I I, I, I don't, don't watch see him. I don't watch Thursday football. My well, kids do, but no, no, I. I I want to be able to just turn on channel uh, or CBS or Fox and be able to see Al Michaels. I think he's fabulous. Yep,
1: he's still got his fastball. He's about 77, I think. He's awesome. I'm sure he's happy as hell. He's getting paid a ton. But, he, but he's getting crappy games. Crappy games. But wouldn't that be the premier schedule? Maybe you travel Wednesday. You do the game Thursday. You're home on Friday. Yeah. Do a little bit of prep work over the weekend. By Monday, Tuesday, you're like, all right, I got to get ready. Where
0: am I going to Cincinnati,
1: Cleveland? Okay, who cares?
0: I'm yeah. getting paid X amount. Insane. But I think deep down, though, I've heard him talk about that. I mean, he likes. He probably it probably hurts a little bit that he's he not at a be big, on the big game. game. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sure at this point he's made a
0: ton of money. I'm sure he's a little bummed that it's not more premier. Now. On the flip side, it takes a while, though, to build up, and I say takes a while, maybe a couple of years, and we're talking about Kevin Burkhart being one of the premier guys. I, I think yep. Kevin is great. I, I I don't think I've ever told you this story. So um, when Wayne Hagan was doing the Mets radio, and former Cardinal broadcaster, so he was doing the Mets radio, and I was watching the Cardinals play a, a spring training game on SNY. Kevin was the sideline reporter, and he was filling in um, and doing the play-by-play in a spring training game. And I called Wayne and I said, hey, man, who is this guy doing the uh, the play-by-play? I think I may have told you this. And I said, because that's not um, – Well, hello, Dan. It's great to hear from you. That's a high fly ball. And so I said, who is this guy? And he's like, oh, it's Kevin Burkhardt. He does the sidelines. I said, he is great. I I don't know who this guy is, but he needs to be doing the play-by-play for somebody. He's He's awesome well, now he's doing the Super Bowl. So I, I think I should be an agent. Yeah, you had it first. You should have gotten him a Drinkwitz esque raise at the time. I, you know, I said <laughs> to him
1: on – he w- Kevin Burkhart was on the Kilcoin Conversation. Shameless plug to go back on the Scoops website mm-hmm. and find some of these previous interviews because it's about his whole career. And I said to him, I basically alluded to overnight success, like how you went to Fox and became a star. He said, Martin, I I didn't go to Fox. I was like 44, 45. He goes, I was selling cars when I was 30. He said, I was doing local radio in New Jersey. So it wasn't – and it's interesting because even John Hamm, who became a big name, you never heard of him until he was almost 40 probably, I mean mid to late 30s. So there are guys who are out there grinding, waiting for that chance. I think what Burkhardt has, which is rare in network broadcasting, He's likable. He very and, much is likable, and people just want to hate the announcer. You know this. They just, they just, yeah. show, they want to be mad at. Like the, they, they wake up saying, "Okay, what announcer am I going to hate today?" Absolutely. And yet, he sort of is above that. It just yep. seems like
0: I, I, I agree with that
1: for whatever reason, and he's. Glib, he can make sarcastic comments, and Joe would always get. If Joe was too glib, people would say he's smug. If Burkhardt makes a joke, people don't say that. It, it just seems to be he's very likable. Yeah, and he is. Uh, I think he's a rising star because he's not a household name. And I think Fox basically said, but Fox
0: has what two Super Bowls in the next three years? I think so. I should know. And well, that will be the litmus test. That'll
1: put it all. Yeah, and not that he's going to tank, but that'll be the biggest stage. Yeah.
0: whether you become a household name or not and he will and and he'll knock it out of the park i bet and he'll be fine and then people say hey i like that guy and he'll go on to do great things and next year i'm assuming next year he's gonna be with tom brady it's no offense to greg olson but
1: now you put us and i don't know i I don't know if i like that i don't know if brady's gonna be any good but i'm just saying now the star power to that broadcast team has gone to another level whether he's any good or not it's tom freaking brady i don't care Sitting next to Kevin Burke. Look, I don't You're care. You're going to say Joe Montana back in the day was a terrible announcer. I don't had care. Had the big name.
0: I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I, I don't. And, and I think what they're going to find is that if he is very, very vanilla, which has a chance to happen. I agree with that. Um, they're going to have to put him with a third party. And they're, they're going to have to put, they're going to have to find out and maybe they already have, but maybe, he's
1: kind of weird, funny on Twitter. So maybe there's something there that we haven't seen
0: as a, I agree when he gets out of the game, maybe he can kind of be normal yeah. and, and let it loose, let loose a little bit, but he is going to have to go out of his comfort zone and say what is happening on the field. He's going to have to say, that's not a good play. And this is why. I, this is what well, I, agree. Always, I think here, there's genuine, the genuine concern that he might be born I think there's a no real doubt I think that's a real concern and so you may have to put him with a third party so if it's Greg Olson to actually say the x and O's and say this is a bad play and then oh, they let, you may like Bernie Sanders like an independent you know party. yeah and, and <laughs> let the other guy be the villain that's fine you know tim McCarver was the best at that tim McCarver had a you know people didn't realize and I, I've always said this. You know, when Tim McCarver came back to the Cardinals, I always felt like it was my duty to introduce him back to the Cardinal family and make sure that the young generation understood this was a guy that wasn't just a broadcaster. He was a great player in the right. 60s and meant a lot to this franchise as a player, which he did. But Tim, would always, we would talk about this all the time. We'd go to have dinner and we'd talk about how when you retire as a player and if you want to broadcast – you can you can draw on your playing experience but this is a new chapter in your life you are now a broadcaster so you you have to you owe it to the fans Correct. to explain what is going on in the field and sometimes those guys on the field are still your buddies but you've got to tell it like it is you've got to say that is not a good play that was a bad decision and when you're a quarterback You've got to say that was a bad read, and this is why. And so Tony Romo is fabulous at that. He he probably rubs a lot of people the wrong way but he's paid $80 million to do that. right? So you got to do it, and I and we're going to find out whether or not Tom Brady wants to do that. Yeah, I think there's a real concern whether he'll be good at it. They gave him so much money up front, and he it's is crazy. A, the star power is there, there well, I mean, I think no doubt. That,
1: I think that's what will change for Burkhardt, is now he's got a star next to him, so all of a sudden the
0: attention on that booth and that broadcast will be even bigger. Well, at some point, it's going to be incumbent if he's really, as a play-by-play guy, I know this, if, if Tom Brady is not saying those things... Kevin Burkhardt is going to have to say, what did you see him do there? What are you over there, texting Giselle again? Come on, let's go. What did he do <laughs>
1: wrong there? What if Tom Brady during the game just said, oh, I just got a text? What you, just, you think maybe you'd have to call him out, Burkhardt? What, what's the next subject you want to get into? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you that Tim McCarver, I forever fell in love with McCarver as an announcer with his and I forever hated Dion after their exchange. Oh yeah. When they went at it and Dion came at and he and McCarver was probably what, twenty years older at the time than him. And he said, You're a real man, Dion he he like basically stood up to him and I thought Dion looked like an ass. And I've just I've because of that one moment, and maybe it's unfair, Dion's doing great things with young kids now.
0: I've never liked Dion. I've always liked McCarver. Like that one moment to me stuck. I think a lot of people respected Tim with with what he did. And I know he's heard from a ton thousands of people that respected him for I what wonder, he did, did on did they that.
1: ever talk years later and make up and i'll tell you what man, we pull had the a curtain back a little bit okay. on this uh
0: um, i feel like they probably did no on the okay. 30 the 30 okay. <laughs> for 30 on Dion sanders remember that one the 30 mm-hmm. for 30 i can tell you i didn't watch it um they asked tim to be a part of it and he declined okay so he so declined they, to do yeah, it. So that just he, he didn't want any part of it. Right.
1: OK. Yeah.
0: Well, I would I would hope that at some point Deion said, hey, man, that was a bad moment or whatever. I, I think that he probably wanted to do that. But Tim, just that's a part of his life. Yeah. I don't think he wanted to go back to.
1: Let's talk about Maurice Chevalier instead, man. <laughs> do you
0: remember back in 1965?
1: I do. I do. Okay. Dan, this was a great talk. It was a great talk. We're in the Pasta House studios, which you know means you can eat for free with the kids eat for free on Sundays. Take the kids to Take Pasta the kids House. To Everything's Pasta made House. fresh every day. Or if you're on the run, Dan's got a busy life. The kids are playing sports. Get it to go. You don't want to do the cooking at home. You tell Libby, call up the Pasta House. They'll have all the food ready. Great packages of entrees and sides all on the website, the Pasta thepastahouse.com. Dot com.
0: I uh, interrupted you a lot today. Not I really? Not yeah, really. I did. I had a lot to get off my chest. This was a good talk. It was a
1: very good I'm talk. I'm sorry. It was a great talk. I uh, Brought to you by BG Tuck Pointing, Marie De Villa Senior Living, Appliance Discounters, our friends at Triad Bank. Dan, I, I bet you have a few sponsors you'd like to thank.
0: I do. Mark Milton, if you're, uh, you know, tax season is here, and if you have any kind of tax issues, STLTaxLawyer.com. Also, Basement problems, waterproofing issues, stratumrepair.com. I see on your sheet you have a lot of notes. I bet we didn't get to even a third of them.
1: I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Cameron Babb, the CBC kid who went up to Ohio State. He was a superstar oh, prepper yeah. crew. They did a nice piece on college game day. Four, knee, four ACLs. Yeah. That was awesome. And so he goes up there to be a star, and he gets injured over and over and over again, but keeps coming back. And the coach, Ryan Daven said after the third one, we said, Are you sure you want to just go through all the work? He kept coming back, was voted a team captain last year. He's been academic All-Big Ten. He's like a scholastic All-American. He's already graduated. And in a game about a week and a half ago against Indiana, he caught a touchdown. It was awesome. His only college reception is that touchdown. I got goosebumps. Yeah, I know. What, what a great, and everybody, when he left CBC, and it gets overused, but they were like, this is such a good kid. He's such a great kid. They all loved him when he left there and said, oh, he's going to do big things. Got injured, but has made the most of his Ohio State experience. He was on my list, Dan. You're going to get him for a podcast? You should. So that's You know what? That's a great call. Yeah. Maybe over the holidays he'll be back
0: and... Who do you like this weekend? Ohio State, Michigan.
1: I think Ohio State's going to crush him. I do. It's in the. It's in. I think uh, it's in the shoe. Ohio. I think it it's is. in the shoe. And I, yep.
0: Michigan struggle with Illinois. I think
1: Michigan's ripe for the taking. And I. Ohio State's had their number. Yeah, but Ohio State almost lost against. Maryland. I know. I know. I just you asked. For, damn it, Dan! You asked for my prediction. Okay, I'm just
0: throwing out some things. there. I feel like Strickland now. I'm getting just abused by Dan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who do you like? Uh, by the way, Mizzou, Arkansas, at Arkansas. Um, and Mizzou needs a win to be bowl eligible. Is it not it's at Mizzou? I
1: think is it not? No, it's at is, Arkansas, is it? I believe. Because it was I Senior know? Day, list last week, right? Well, when but Mexico I think, he, but he did that. He said, and I'm not trying to correct you, but I, he, I better look it up. He did that because he said he was afraid a lot of students wouldn't show up because they'd be home oh, for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving, okay. Um, that probably makes sense. It's a, it's a pickem for me. It really is. Really, yeah.
0: What else do you have on your sheet?
1: I. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't want to be a jerk, Dan, but I think Arkansas will win. I'm just gonna. I I, I do too. That's um, my prediction. I hope I'm
0: wrong, as always, but that is my prediction. All right. What else did you have on your sheet? Oh, when we were talking, oh, you're right. It's at at uh, Missouri. We, my my fault.
1: We were talking about blues, and I was I had written down when they were in the middle of the eight game losing streak. Everybody needed to be fired. I mean, traded. Sports, sports talk was. Do you gut the roster? Arkansas by five. Do by you nine. rebuild? All this stuff, and I even at the time I said, "There's 71 games left." Right, 71. Now, at some point, if you don't get out of it or you don't start trending up, I'm not saying you're going to win a bunch in a row like they did, or just win a couple, lose a couple, win a couple. At some point, maybe you make that analysis. But if I'm Doug Armstrong or Craig Berube, and I'm in my car, I'm like, I'm laughing, saying. Guys, it's it's seventy
0: one games yeah. to go. Let's just calm down a little especially bit, especially with their history of of twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, and the, when the roster is still pretty good, I know guys weren't performing at the right level. They were losing games. It was yeah. it was embarrassing. It was terrible. But I do think it's funny looking back now. And even the night of that men's cancer dinner, men's group against cancer, Kelly Chase was the speaker. We talked about it. I talked to him before that event. He said they'll be fine and that was the night they started the winning streak they beat san jose they were it, they were sitting on eight losses in a row when he said that and i said because they got 71 games he goes they got too much talent he goes they'll be
0: fine and bennington has uh, been playing great he's he's the that's why they could go on a run and he's been awesome i mean that's why when they go into the playoffs you cannot count them out even if they're not right. favored that's he, the
1: biggest story of the year is that he came remember last year it was only a small sample size where he was pretty good. He didn't start the playoffs. Ville Husso started the playoffs. Right. Bennington came in, took over the job. Then he gets hurt, and you're saying, well, now he's coming back off an injury. We didn't see a whole lot of him playing at a high level. Right? Is he the guy we've always thought he I don't know. I think that's the biggest story of this year. He's confident, man. Is that he's back yep. as far as being a cup contending goalie. That's huge. Listen to Dan, the blues guy. Want to circle it all back to blues.
0: I, I love the blues. I know you do. I, I used to love covering that team, and I still watch. So I mean, you I, and I were probably
1: elbowing eye. each other trying to get to Craig Conroy after a morning skate. Hey guys, hey, Craig was the best. Big, big game tonight. Yeah, <laughs> those guys,
0: Pellerin and Conroy. I probably interviewed four hundred times. What was the Pellerin? Uh, it was the. Uh, P, he was the... Oh, that's a good PCP. No, that'd be... Drugs <laughs> no, that's not a Jeez. good line. Conrad, um, Conra. JP... Uh, uh, just call it the kid line. Everyone's got a kid line. And then he had the uh, Bartechko, uh Let's Go Blues line. No, Lubos I, and Lubos and... Lubos, Bartechko.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the rare... Was he German? No. No, it was... Hecht. Yoken Hecht was German. Hecht. Hecht. I sat next to Marty Reisner in the prospects when they lost a playoff game. He was a healthy scratch, and like they lost in overtime. And I was like, "This is really, it's got to suck for him." Not only that, the team just lost. He's not on the ice, and he's sitting next to me, and it's a playoff game. And what he say? Well, yeah, I don't think he even talked to me. Yeah, to be candid, Dan, Marty's a good guy. Yeah, great guy. We could let's do a podcast just with random Blues.
0: I'll All just right. bring up random names. and You bring up random names. All right, I could do that. What a great segment that'll be. Are you ready for uh, this? Is a final thought, because then we both got. I thought go. you had to be somewhere. I got one minute. Okay. Uh, ready for Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, I am. Yeah, we're actually we're going out this year Ooh. because sister-in-law was talking about. Nobody wanted to host. This is the first year we've done this. And Lovely so, family you have. <laughs> I'm excited about it, Dan. Think about how much money you spend at the store. Love going to Schnucks and stocking up. We'll do that at Christmas. But Ching. you spend so much money. And then you'd have just tons of leftovers that nobody at our house
0: will eat and just massive mess everywhere. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I we are hosting. I'm not a big okay. fan of it. My But I'll come over. Wife, okay, we'll give you. Come on I'll over. i stop
1: by. I may stop by. Seriously, you I've never been
0: invited to Dan's house. You're True invited story. right now. Come on over tomorrow or on uh, Thursday. Thursday. Okay, I'm writing it down. Dan yep. has it. I'll just come,
1: come by in the morning for like a coffee or something.
0: Will you do that? Yeah. Come on over. We'd love to have you over. Follow up next week whether Martin actually showed up. (laughs) That'd be great. Great talk, Martin. Great visit.